school of life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about something, and uh, today I'm going to do the, fr the, for the first time, I have a guest, you can see him right here on the TV, and uh, this is Wahai, and uh, he goes to my church, and uh, I asked one day if one of these days I'll have a guest, and he said he'd be the first, so there he is, right on. So, uh, <laughs> so Wahai, um, tell me, uh, just tell me about yourself real quick. Now, you don't have to go into details, but just, just, just give me a little bit of a background of who you are and what you do, and then we'll go from there. Is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. All right. Um, I'll make it real quick because I don't want to tell a long story because uh, <laughs> my, uh, my, my life is kind of like a, almost like a movie. If I tell you, you'd be like, this isn't real. Like, there's no way. You have to be lying about this. Um, I've had a pretty pretty wild ride, I could say, in life to where, uh, lead, lead me up to right now, but really, I'm just a, a young guy that came from the reservations, the Indian reservations in, in San Diego County. Grew up there my whole life, I still live here right now, and uh, really had a, I had a really good childhood with parents, I you know, had the whole thing, we were a blended family, but I decided to take a different route. I saw the bumpy road and wanted to take the bumpy road, and, Learn the life lessons the hard way. <laughs> so I took that road and it, it took me uh, pretty crazy to finally come back to where, you know, I found church and found Generations Church and started to use everything I learned on that bumpy road uh, uh, through that lifestyle I was living to uh, transferring over what I learned into business and entrepreneurship. And it's actually, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful blend that has actually made me a unique character in business to it works for my advantage and it works for, for other things. So it's kind of like, like I said, just touching on it really lightly, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that because I think sometimes looking at our background will actually help us move forward in life without, um, without actually making that our life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. I had to learn to really um, accept my background because I, you know, like anybody that wants to change their life, they kind of like try to leave it, you know? And, and, that's not who I am anymore. But I got to a point to really um, accepting my background, accepting my past and, and picking out the good parts of it and saying, this is what's making me, me, you know? And yes. it's, it's, if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be this person that's sitting in front of you right now, you know? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you're sitting in front of me for one thing. So, yeah, you yeah. know, that's a, um, so, so actually you, you, sent me some information, um, that, that you're getting ready to do uh, a program called the ARC, the ARC program, right? Yeah, the ARC okay. program. And that's a, it's a Christian based program. So when, when you, when you say it's Christian, when you say it's Christian based is so you, I, cause I know you're an entrepreneur, you, you, you know how to make money. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cause that's actually, it's a gift to, to know how to make money. Yeah, it really is. So, cause it really I, is. so here we go. I, I, I looked this up today. Um, I got my phone out, so I got my my. Um, I looked this up earlier today. Uh, now here's my brain. Here it goes. Um, this is Romans chapter twelve, and it starts in about verse three or four or something like that. Um, um, here we go. H having then gifts differing from accounting, um, differing according to the grace that is given to us. 
let us use them if prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith, or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberty, he who leads with diligence, and he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So when you sent me that thing, it made me think about one of those gifts of giving. And yeah. in order to give, you, you have to have. Yeah, yeah. See, and that's cool that you say that because one thing I've always, uh, like, well, since I've becoming, you know, Christian and kind of learning this whole walk, and like you said, you, you know, you learn every day, is one thing I've always said, you know, I, I, don't, I don't give to get. Right. You know, I yeah. give because I've already gotten. Okay. So it's like. I get it. I'm like, hey, here you go. You know, and I'm not giving to get anything. I'm just giving because I already got it. You know, and it keeps coming. I'm like, hey. <laughs> well, because I I, I I look at that gift as some people have a heart to grow the kingdom. Yes. And, and one and one of the ways to grow the kingdom is 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 actually financial, because the gospel's free, but presenting it is not. Absolutely, especially this day and age. <laughs> it, 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 it does cost, and, and, and we know that. <laughs> so, so, so tell me what this, what the, what the ARC program is. So the ARC program, I'll try not to like, like, like say, I, I'm a storyteller at heart, and I, I love when I tell a story, I just make it like passionate, and I'm like, you know, especially like when I read the Bible, when I read a story, I'm like, I have to read it, but then I have to put my ears in, and I have to like visually hear it and read it at the same time, so my imagination just kind of like takes over. I'm like, whoa, that was cool. Yeah. You know, I think it was like comic book mindset, you know? <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah. So with the art program, it's kind of, there, there's a couple things. So uh, part of it is because um, like, okay, in, I'll say it like this because not everybody knows no in the art, right? Or no in the art, no one. Yeah. I'm, I'm going, hold on. I'm going all over the place. I got it. You'll get used to me. Yeah. Okay, bring it out. Because I'll start going, and then uh, when I talk really fast, you'll be like, what the heck is this guy talking about? And then, you know, I throw coffee oh, yeah. on top of it. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, let me bring it down. Okay, so when I when I wanted to create this program, I didn't want to create a business program, right? Okay. I didn't want to, it wasn't about just making money. Um, I've done well, and I, I, I've, I've done I've done well, you know, God has blessed me in the things that I've done and I wanted to take it a different way. So I was like, okay, God, what, what is it I'm trying to do here? You know? And that's when I started to really look at the different structures and go, okay, well, I don't want to make profit for myself. That's not what I'm trying to do here. My main goal about this is to advance the kingdom of God. And how can I advance that? You know, and especially really looking at, you know, our church that we go to generation church where we're always doing great things, you know, across the country and all these different movements to be a movement, you know, not just a church in the city, but a real movement to the world. Right. And to be that movement to the world, it does, it, it is going to cost money, you know. So I started to take that mindset. I looked at, you know, Pastor Troy and the whole generation church, and I really took myself 30,000 feet up and I looked down. And I'm like, okay, how can I, like me, how can I be part of this movement? personally to help expand it in my sphere of influence, you know, what I can do. And that's in business. So I was sitting back and I was thinking, I was just taking time talking with God. And this took probably about a good two years of just, just, just digging, praying, just tearing it apart. And I was really coming like, okay, financially, what is it, God? What is it I'm trying to do? And then I start to look at the 501c3 structure, you know, the nonprofit structure. 
And I'm like, well, that's what I'm looking for. I'm not trying to profit myself. I'm trying to profit a mission, a statement, something that means so much more than myself. So, I, you know, legally I started looking at 501s and that's what I'm creating right now. And I'm waiting for the state of California to approve it, you know, which takes yeah. a bunch of time, you know, yeah. everything we shut down. So I started to really look and I started to dig in for the past two years. I started digging in of, of okay, the ARC, right? The ARC was, was, was built because he had this like, hey, something's gonna happen, right? Something's flood's gonna happen, something bad's gonna happen, and I have to try to save things, you know? So it's the same thing with financials. Here comes COVID-19. Financially, there was this, this, this thing that was coming, I don't know what it is, but I need to build this, this device, which is an ARC, to, you know, it's an ARC. So that's what I started to develop two years ago was this, this ARC, and it's a, what it is, is it's a financial model that's based off of scripture. I, I found everything off of scripture. It's not like I built this model or whatever. I'm like, wow, check that out. That's scripture, you know? And the main part of it really is, if you go back to Genesis, you know, the first book there, and I have to look up the scripture because I got my mind just thinks, you know, 30 different things. So I'm like, I'm, but I know it's in Genesis and it's in like the first book of the book. And, and it really, and, and if you're Christian, you kind of know this, or you see the Disney stories, you know, it's like when this fathom, you know, was going to come through, they were putting away, you know, I think it was like a third of their grain or something to store up when this, you know, thing came through. And it's the same thing with finances. Like we get our checks and we start spending it, but we're not putting anything away, you know, in case there's this, you know. Yeah. Cause like, especially with COVID, a lot of people have been um, out of work. And, right. and most people don't save. Um, and, and I know statistically that most people actually don't keep money in the bank like they used to. It's check to check. I can buy what I can buy and I can just get away with what I can get away with. And then out of the blue, you have no job. Right. And see, and this is what happened. So for me, like just a little background is at 18, I was a trust fund kid. I turned 18. They handed me a trust fund check and I was like, Man, here we go. Yeah. I'm about to take on the world, you know? Um, I spent that. It was gone. And I was like, oh, wow, that went. <laughs> I got a cool-looking truck, you know? Yeah. And that's all I ended up with. And then I started into my, what you call, street entrepreneur world. Okay, yeah. Where I started to develop on the streets, you know, the street world. Um, I made a lot of money. I, I, I did side jobs, side hustles. I did whatever I could. And I made a lot of money. The goal was to make a million dollars, save a million dollars, and then boom, I, I was saved. Um, I got pretty darn close to that, but uh, I got caught up in some stuff. And, oh, yeah. The, you know, the IRS and tax ban, <laughs> you know, and all these different things. And so I lost everything. And that was right in 2008, 2009, you know, when the, when the financial collapse started happening. I lost everything, houses, cars, family. Like, and I ended up being homeless. I was... Lost all my kids, lost everybody. I was sitting by myself in a tent, living homeless on the reservation, kind of like feeling sorry for myself, like boo-hoo me. But at that point, I was just like, man, this is the lowest I could get. I, you know, there's there's nothing. I mean, what else do I have, you know? And from that point, I was like, how did I get here, you know? Yeah, what did yeah. I do to get here? And that's when I started figuring out the business model, the business world how you save percentages, how you put things in stocks and bonds and savings and CD ladders and all this stuff that the normal people don't know. Cause all we were taught was you work, you get your paycheck and you have fun. Yeah. You know? that's, that's where I'm at. I just don't have fun anymore. 
man, right? But check this out. You get to do a podcast, man. You know, that's fun. It's, it's cool. I love podcasts, man. So if if the ARC program is, it, would it would it be multiple, like, say, like, say, more like a money thing to help churches like say like i know a couple of churches that because of covid they weren't set up to go online so they yeah. they lost church for like two or three weeks until they right. figured out how to do something you know and that cost money so they had to dip into funds that they quote unquote didn't really have you know you know because they have to still pay rent on a building even though nobody's coming you know those kinds of things so is that is that something that would help out in those types of situations or is it Kind of more like a like a like something to I don't know like the storehouse kind of idea, right? So honestly, so the the whole concept is it has like multi layers. So part of it is is entrepreneurship, uh, developing people um, that are business minded for the kingdom. Okay, uh, working with them and, and expanding their business, uh, helping them through business models, and being a five hundred one c three. I have access to certain grants. I have a grant writer, so that I don't have to go and be like, "Hey, you have to pay for this for me to teach you God's, you know, financial world." I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to pay pay for the seminar and right, now right. I have to teach. Like, I, I didn't want to turn it into a business model because I'm like, God dropped something in this. There's something here, so I need to run with it. So I, I developed it to where I can write grants and things to help me share this with people. But really, there's the entrepreneur part. And the other part is a model that a church can because a church isn't a business. We understand that it's a ministry, but to be able to function within the world, you have to have some sort of business model because there is rent. On a right, building. right. There's rent on a building. There's insurance for liability. Because right. I, 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 I pastored a church for five years. And, uh, and so, yeah, I know getting a 501c3 put together doing all that stuff is is not an easy task especially right. if everything's shut down um some people depending on what you're setting up you have to pay lawyers to do things for you Absolutely. and all that kind of stuff to put together stuff and i know the cost involved just to get that together you know because we started our church broke <laughs> you know? yeah. and, you know, so, so, and that was because of the funds that had to go out in order to just create the well, you said church isn't a business, but there is a background that is a business. You know, it, the money has to come in, and 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 it goes back out in, in, in different aspects where people really don't understand it, because right. you you do have to pay insurance, you do got to pay for your rent if you have a building, and uh, some of us some some churches are big enough to have salaries, so they have to they have to know all the government stuff to do exactly. that. You know, so it's not that we didn't have salaries. I didn't even have a salary when I had my church. I just it wasn't big enough to do that. So we function, I worked part-time. So I know that I'm kind of getting off subject right now, but you made me no, think about true. that, you know? But, uh, but, I, but I think that um, people don't see church as a business because no, it's not a business, but, right. there, but there is a background that people have to function in in order to stay legal with IRS and things like that that has to function like a business. Right, and those are the things you really have to know about, and especially being a 501, and that's where, so like a lot of people don't know, but um, I went to Harvard, you know, university in, in Boston. Nice. Or Cambridge, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they like to separate it. It's not Boston, you know, it's like, it's Boston, but it's Cambridge. But um, I went there and I learned, I learned a lot in the short time that I was out there. 
Um, I'm supposed to go back out again, but um, of course it costs money, you know, and right now, you know, I don't have the sponsors and I do, I have people that sponsor me to go to school. COVID, you know, took out a lot of those sponsors and, you know, I understand that. But in the short time that I've been at Harvard and learning, that I've learned a lot that I've transferred into my world as well. And there's a lot of models that universities and churches use that that model was developed in Harvard. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, which it blew me away. I'm sitting there and I'm like, whoa, this is a model that some of the top churches use. But the one thing that I loved about what Harvard was, was, was sharing was that your mission has to be greater than the business. Nice, it. nice. It, it has to be bigger than it. They said, if, if you're focused on the business aspect of a church, you, you will fail. Not fail, but it, it just, it takes away from what you're really trying yeah, to do. It, it drags you away from the ministry. Yes, you know, exactly. Because There's when you're- business part, and if you're focused, you know, but they were really pulling it towards, which I was surprised, okay? Harvard University, like, I'm like, I'm talking here about, you know, church business. I'm like, man, like, it just, things fall in line you know god just works cool dude and so i was like okay so i i mean i i have notes you know i'm taking notes as much as i can just to just to soak this in and there is a model that that which a lot of people don't know because they're so passionate about starting a church they're so passionate about the mission and they go in and then they have to find out hey there's all this other stuff how do i pay you know uh a rent how do i oh my gosh you know so there's all these different things so really when it came down to it that's that's how this whole project came about and so out of the arc program there's like kind of this i don't even know what you call it yet we started to develop it was it's called eight streams of income um okay. every millionaire um around the country follows the seven streams of income plan you know, uh, getting from your work to savings, to CDs, to um, stocks, bonds, you know, rental units, you know, there's, there's a process you follow, they give you all these things. But I found by reading, you know, the Bible and things and stuff, I was like, wait, there's an eight stream of income. And there's actually a scripture on it, which is pretty cool, which I'd have to go through my phone and pull up because I can't remember that well. That's right, but, I, won't I won't tell anybody. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so on there, you know, I have to really like look it up, but there's there's a scripture and I've used it in the tithes and offering message at the church, you know, about the eight stream of income because it, it says, you know, send send your, you know, money overseas and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Okay. I know, what, I know what you're talking about. I'll have to look it up, but I know, I know where, yeah, you're, I know where yeah. you're at. Yeah. Okay. So in there and it says, um, uh, and then um, it says, Yes, put your, your money like in seven, then it says yes in eight streams of income. And I'm like, wait a minute, eight, there's only seven. And I'm trying to argue with the Bible, right? I'm like, <laughs> there's only seven. Every millionaire knows this. There's only seven streams of income, you know? I'm like, eight streams of income. So I started to look at it, and that's how I developed this, this eight streams of income like program. So I have uh, three guys from the church that have been doing it with me. They were my test subjects, right? So I'm like, I need to see if this works, which I don't know why I doubt God's word, right? Right. Yeah. It work, but I'm like, hey, you know, <laughs> I want to try this out. If you guys are willing to do this with me, let, let's see what happens. So there's three guys, you know, um, that are, we meet once a month and we're putting this in action. And we actually have a nice little pot of money saved up that's actually financing these different business ventures that we want to go on. Nice, um, nice. Just by following it. Yeah. And, and really, this is, this is how I found out about it. So there's seven streams of income that every 
millionaire follows or whatever, but they don't tell you the steps on like going through or do it. They're just like, here's seven, now go get seven. Oh, okay, like, yeah. Yeah, but I was like, hold on, there's a process in there, man, because I can't go and buy stocks and bonds when I'm in debt up to my ears, you know? If I'm not saving or if I don't, you know, if I don't even know how to use the first stream of income, which is working, you know, <laughs> your labor, you trade it for, your, you know, time and money. Yeah. And so I was like, hold on. <laughs> That'd be an issue if you can't figure that one out. <laughs> yeah. So, so I started this in that the eight stream is really the first one that you're supposed to follow, but I leave it as the last one because it kind of just, it, everybody's so focused on what are the eight? So when you get to the eight, they're like, oh, this is what I don't know. The eight is really the first and that comes to tithing. Okay. If you don't know how to tithe, and that's why it's Christian based. If you don't know how to tithe, if you are not tithing, there is nothing you're going to be able to do because you're just going to, you're going to be falling all over, really. Right. I mean, and that's what I've learned for me. So I don't try to tell anybody this is the way it is. This is what I've learned. And this is what has created me, uh, the eight streams of income. And so I took that and that's fell back into what the ARC program is. Okay. It consists of the eight streams of income with, because within a 501c3, you can still follow the seven streams that bring income in because most churches, and you can look at, most churches only survive and function off of one stream of income. That's correct. That's tithes and, and that's offering. the tithes and offering. And, and yeah. you, you pray people actually do the offering part because sometimes the tithes can't cover it. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. then, and then statistically, I looked this up probably about seven years ago or so. And at the time, it was a Barna, I think it was a Barna statistic. And, uh, and, and it mentioned that less than 3% of the people in your congregation tithe regularly. Wow. Yeah. That was, like I said, that was about seven or eight years ago. But because I was I was curious, so I so I started looking this yeah. stuff up, and, and I know it was less than three percent, and I was like, well, we're starting a church with ten people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Less, less than less than three percent made me nervous, you know. <laughs> yeah. But you Maybe. know, and and if that is if that's a church's mainstream of income, um, there 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 a lot of churches would I, I would think are are flying by the seat of their pants, you know. Financially, well, that's what happens is when something like COVID comes through and people do lose their jobs. You know, it, it's it's people are faced with that. Do I keep tithing or do I feed my family? And it, it, it should never be like that. You know, right? Well, that, but that would also that would also I think in the tithing thing that would also say where their heart is and their tithe too. Yes, yeah. I want to feed my family. Don't get me wrong. You know, right. but the the way me and my wife do things that the, the tithe comes first before everything else absolutely you know and that's because that's the way we function that's the, way, the things that we've learned and you know yeah well in, in my case i didn't lose my job because i've been on temporary disabilities so i've just been getting a check sitting around my house you know <laughs> you know and and my wife's a teacher so she just continued working you know and so so like covid didn't bug us but i have some friends of mine that went hey you know, and I actually got a phone call from somebody that used to come to our church. They do, do I continue to, and asked me, do I continue to tithe? And I said, absolutely. You know, I don't, he doesn't go to our church. I said, yeah, you know, because whatever income you're going to get your, if you're going to get your unemployment, you're going to get whatever, that's still an increase. You're going to need to tithe off that increase. You right, know, right. so, and then. See, and that's the way it is, is if a church has that one stream of income, it's just like anybody. Most people have that one stream of income um, which is basically that 
it, it's just you work, you work your 40 hours, your 80 hours, whatever it is, you get your check. That's all you have is your one stream of income. And if that gets interrupted by any means, you get sick, you get, okay, you don't have time, you don't, you don't have it. And that's the same thing with the church, one, one stream of income. But I'm not, by no means do I say like, this is the way the church needs to be. And, and oh, this no. is the model that solves it all. This is just an option that some churches can take care of, like take advantage of. But, it, but it, would, it opens up a door. It would be like merchandising, you know? So yeah. you, you, you receive a, um, an offering for a t-shirt, you know, <laughs> you, know right. you know, you know what I mean? You know, and, uh, but, but if, if there's a, if, if you can create a multiple stream of income and still stick within the 501 C3 guidelines, one, right. that's, a, that's amazing, you know, <laughs> and God absolutely has to be in that because their guidelines are ridiculous, right. you know, on, on what's considered nonprofit, you know? So yeah. one hats off to figuring that out. <laughs> you know? it, it was tough. It was tough, and you really gotta really function with 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 how it's coming in, and really it comes down to smart accounting. Okay. Because if you don't have any really an accounting feature, and you just have it coming in, you're just like, "Well, we have to do this." You're you're already losing the point of it because you have to start from the foundation level. If you have that one, and everybody has to start at one. You don't all of a sudden have seven. You start at one, which is tithes and offerings coming in. But what you do out of that tithes and offering is the key. So that's the thing. If you're if you're taking in tithes and offerings and you're spending 100% of that tithes and offering on the building, how are you going to pay your lights? Yeah. Are you you know? So. It, it, yeah. So you can't live outside your means. <laughs> right. Because so and 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 I'll I'll guarantee that there's churches out there that do live outside their means. You know, because right. because of the things that have to be purchased, because to to have a good production value, especially right now with on, online services, and because because I I've been looking at a bunch of different churches, and, and I'm you know the church I go to thinks about production value, you know, yes, so I yeah. think that I think that's one that's that's a good thing, but the churches that ended up you know they got pastor's wife holding their cell phone for you know Facebook Live. You know, right. you know yeah. I mean, it's good. Thank you for getting the word out there. You know, you got it. They, they, they did that. You know, they continued to, to do church. Yeah. But, but it costs, you know, for a good camera, just for one single camera, you could pay up to $6,000 for to do the job that you needed to do. So if you have multiple right. ways of bringing in funds, that would take care of those things in an emergency situation. I'm doing air quotes. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's... that's that's some, so everything you're saying is exactly right, which is exactly what led up to this is because of what I learned the model at Harvard. So there is a model and it's a financial model in the world that can be used while every university uses it and some of the top churches use it. Wow, okay. It, it's, a, it, it's a financial investment model. So when you take in the tithes and offerings, if you should not be using 100% of that. You should already automatically have a plan of saying, okay, we have to use this for a building, if we're in a building, but like I said, if you go buy a, a 10,000 square foot house and make a minimum wage, well, you, you gotta know you gotta know your own limits, right? Right. So you gotta really figure out, okay, what kind of building do I need? How much rent can we afford? How much can this? Because we only wanna use you know, 45% of what's coming in to be able to pay the rent, but the other percentage, what we're gonna do is we're gonna create this fund. And that's really what it is. It's an investment fund that creates 
and it's a it's a certain fund that's set up for investment that does not because of the 501 structure it doesn't like me I, it doesn't benefit me i can't pull from it i can't pull dividends from it i can't pay myself from it i can't do anything from it it's structurally bound by the language you put in there legally what is it used for this will be used for to pay rent this will be used to pay offset utilities and this will be used to be offset this now if you're like i want to go and abuse it you know that's why people get in trouble in ministry and you see right. it you know what's right. happened over history history's history but you can this structure is where all of a sudden this fund is starting to grow because you're paying your building but you're taking this percentage and you're growing this fund this fund gets to a certain tipping point where it over it supersedes what you're actually doing and now the fund is starting to pay your rent oh nice okay yeah. so it becomes so a residual so over yeah. time it becomes residual income exactly okay so when, when now all of a sudden you have this rent payment you've been paying for this building freed up what do you do with it well that's how you can look at do i put more into the investment fund to be able to grow that at a faster pace to where now you can start doing compound interest you can start doing all these different things to be able to grow this investment fund this investment module is only for the church it's not for personal it's not for payroll it's not it's not for that it's to grow the mission nice. and so okay. that's, that's how you start to grow the mission of course when you can do so this is where a lot of like you know uh, people don't realize the brand that they have within themselves pastor troy does an amazing job yeah that, that's for sure yeah so i, I appreciate him you know <laughs> and, and he'll listen for input and he's like yeah you know he'll throw back and forth so i appreciate him you know like i said i'm new to the church world generation church is the first church i've ever been to <laughs> okay. it, it, you know <laughs> I, I didn't grow up or anything well you, because of your mindset um, you, you found yourself in a great place because of the way Pastor Troy thinks. And right. there's a lot of churches that would that would not take your advice, to be honest with you. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, so I, 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 I have attended probably about five or six churches. I've pastored my own church, and I was a youth pastor at another church. And I would bring information that, you know, hey, can we do this? And no, just flat no's, you know. And you know, hey, can can because because I was trying to do something to, to to bring our youth ministry, and I got in trouble for actually starting my own church within the church, <laughs> you know. And so he yeah. didn't like that, you know. And so I got shut down every idea, every idea, because it didn't fit the agenda. So so you know what? It, you, when yeah. you have a pastor that will actually listen, you know, it, it, the, a lot of people will. I'm a roll it off your back kind of guy, you know. I've become that way. I, I, I would probably have beat him up a long time ago, you know. But <laughs> you know, but so I'll take information and go. Okay, well, I'll let that roll off my back. No big deal, you know. Yeah. And uh, and move forward. And uh, so what was like, what was it? I got to figure out where I was headed originally. Is so w when you, uh, when some people get shut down like that, they quit going to church altogether, and they blame wow. the church, you know. So I'm glad you got in the spot where you got into because when you have a pastor that actually listens and yeah. he, he may not always look like he's listening, you know, <laughs> or, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, you've, yeah. you've, you've had conversations with Pastor Troy. Don't get mad at me, Pastor Troy, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, right. but, but, you know, and, you know, so, but to be able to bring an idea and to say, hey, this is something I want to do. I think this is something that pastors really need to hear. And, and actually start to maybe figure out how to adhere to something to, to gain and quit looking at, well, I'm a nonprofit, I can't have any money. That's not right. really what a nonprofit is. 
Yeah, and that's one of the, um, I guess, myths you should, you, that people believe is a nonprofit doesn't make profit. A nonprofit doesn't make a person profit. Right, right, right. It makes a profit for the mission. And, and that's like the branding, like I said. Like, okay, which you, you look at Generation Church, we're in the valley. Okay. Within the church, they have a really rad coffee shop and store. Oh, yeah. You know, I walk in, I'm like, I want I want to go in there, you know? And Pastor Troy had that vision of putting glass doors and just making it look exciting and stuff. And it's like, okay, so now, okay, are we, I mean, I don't know what it is. I honestly, in this, the, I did go to AA and NA, you know, for a while. So um, one thing I learned from there was strong coffee. <laughs> like, and I'm like, Christians remind me of going to an AA meeting, man. I'm like, we drink strong coffee, dude. That's because some of us may have. <laughs> Maybe, and I'm like, shout out to Pastor Bettina, you know, because Pastor Bettina makes that German coffee, she says, from Germany, and woo, you know, that'll make you stand up on your tippy toes, you know, and shout hallelujah from the back row. That's <laughs> the reality. You have to drink the coffee until the anointing kicks in. Yeah, man, so, and, and that's the way it is with coffee all the time, so I'm like, okay, Christians, it seems like it's a common theme between pastors, is coffee and golf. Okay. I mean, but, every, I'm like, okay, if you're not golfing or drinking coffee, I'm like, what kind of pastor are you? <laughs> you know? Uh, well, I can't, I can't play golf, so I shoot guns. Yeah, well, you know, so yeah. I go to, I go to the, I go to the, to the range. And uh, shoot, because my, my job normally is, is, is uh, I'm an armed security guard, so I have to stay up to par. Oh, okay. So so that's my golf. So you can't have conversation with the headsets on. No. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> so, right? So maybe I should yeah. learn to play golf? <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know. I, I'm not too sure, but hey, a pastor with a gun, that, I like that. <laughs> you know, you just never know, you know. <laughs> But I mean, honestly, so it's like with Pastor Troy, he has this brand within himself and, and that's that's what, you know, merchandising, creating clothing, you know, uh, you know, creating not just, you know, putting Generation Shirts on a shirt, but really creating that brand, you know, like we, we have the, the, the men's shirts that we have or the women's shirts we have, you know, for all these big, big events we have and people want to buy them because they can wear them every day. Right. It's not just a, my Sunday church shirt, you know, it has a really good saying on it. it. It's a brand. And so you start creating this. Those are the small multiple streams of income that, that a church organization needs to have. Selling your own coffee brand. Because you can brand your own coffee, you know. Right. You can call it Generation Church Coffee. And if it's quality coffee, well, people are going to start buying it, you know. Open up a coffee shop. There was a, um, a church that we used for our, our Temecula uh, location for in the beginning when we first came to Temecula. Mm -hmm. um, a church let us use their church at night. It was pretty cool, and you know, he ended up um, it ended up helping him out, whatever. And they own their own coffee shop in Temecula. It that's separate from the church, you know. Oh, nice. Okay. So, so that coffee shop is now making income for the church, you know, and and that's the way, you know, and it, it is a balance because you don't ever want to get caught up in the business side. So that's why you know there's certain structures you can do where. Okay, I'm the pastor, you know, I need to lead this organization, you know, ministry-wise, but I can put a subgroup together that's made up of entrepreneurs of my church that are mostly focusing on business and bringing that up so we can, oh, okay, that's great, yes, I approve that, but now the business part of the church runs, 
because what it's doing is it's not funding people it's funding the ministry it's funding right. the mission and it keeps growing once you have that cycle going it becomes it just it goes in motion it, it starts be, to go yeah it becomes a it becomes a standard and then yeah. and then once so so like this the setting this whole thing up basically once once it gets flowing you can create a flow chart and basically hand it out or a business uh, chart, whatever they're called, a business plan, sorry, and actually hand that to somebody else and they can utilize that for their ministry. Is yeah, that, is that part of that? Yeah, that's that's the whole art program within itself is, is each church is different because each area that they live in is different. Right. You know, so really taking aspects. So what I do professionally outside of this that I do like an everyday job is I... I work in an economic development corporation, so I develop economies, and I and I, I really um, take advantage of what most people don't know about our micro economies within the larger economies. So towns or sections of cities, they have micro economies that work. Um, perfect example is Temecula's, you know, old town. Right. Okay. That's a, a micro economy within the economy of Temecula. You know, so it, it, you 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 look at that, you evaluate it, you find your niche in there, and you insert yourself within that model, and that's the thing churches can do. You know, um, there's a great coffee shop, by the way. I'll just promote them. Promote, uh, it's, promote, it's, promote the coffee shop. Maybe 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 it'll fill my cup. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's down there in Temecula. It's an old town. Uh, the guy I just happened to walk in one day to his coffee shop, and uh, it's called the Press, the Press Espresso, right? That's, and, a, that, that's a good name. Yeah, yeah, really cool coffee shop. And what's cool about it, it sounds like the press, right? A yeah. coffee press. But it's actually, um, if you look real small, he'll have this, like, it's like Second Corinthians or something. It's actually a scripture that he based his coffee shop on about pressing down or something. I don't oh, know which one it was. I, I, know, I know those verses. It's pressed down. Um, I know it's one you're, you're pressed down but never not crushed. Persecuted, but not abandoned. So it's probably in there, especially with second grade. Yeah, I think it might be. But yeah. I, when I found out, because I walked in a shop one day and I was grabbing coffee down in Temecula, and I saw this guy sitting in the back, and you know, I was grabbing my stuff. And I looked and said, "Hey," and he goes, "Hey, how are you?" I said, "I'm good." I said, "How have you been?" Instead of saying, "How are you?" I said, "How have you been?" And he kind of just looked, and he's like, "What?" And I was like, "How have you been?" Like, do I know you? Yeah. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> so why would you ask me how have I been? I was like, I don't know. Just how have you been? Like overall, it's like I don't know. I just asked you that. And he's like, hold on, sit down. So we started talking, and he's just like, you're different. You know, <laughs> most people don't talk like that. I'm like, okay, well, cool, man. Right on. <laughs> so we started talking. His name's Deshaun Dricks, and I think they call him Deshaun for short. Okay. And, and he ended up being the owner of the shop. And then at the same time, I'm talking to him, my wife, Laura, which you know, yeah. she's over on the other side of the shop talking to this lady, and it ended up being his wife. So we ended up talking, and we're like, oh, okay. And they're associated with a church uh, in Temecula. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And he was like, anytime you guys want to do like music nights or just worship nights or praise nights, you don't want to do acoustic nights, let me know. You know, you guys come down to the coffee shop. I'll make a spot. You know, you guys can just hang out and, you know, just, it, you know, I'm a Christian based, yada, 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 right? Yeah. And I was like, hey, that's cool. See, that's that's what we need. We need more entrepreneurs within the church because the tithes and offerings, yeah. you become bigger. My heart is to give. Yeah, right. I mean, my tithes and offerings, 
I, I, you know, for me not bragging it, but I give over and above. Right. And yeah. I, I'm like I said, I told Pastor try this and stuff. My goal is to be that extravagant giver. I want to be able to give planes and houses and cars and things like that and be like, hey, no, you know, here you go. Let's yeah. do it. You know, what do well, we need? And that, that that's actually that's one of the things. Your, the, the, the spiritual gift of being able to give that we started off with, that verse that we kind of started off with, is if that's in your heart, it automatically takes you into direction to make money. Does, yeah, that, does that make sense? Because yeah. if, if your heart wants to give, and that's, that's, really, that's really your bottom line gift that you want to give, is you have to have something to give with, which means your mindset is to make money. So that See, you're just blowing my mind right now. <laughs> Making sense of all my chaos. Because I, like, in my mind, I'm like, that's fine. We yeah. just like, hey, I'm off. <laughs> right on. So, but, 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 and then that, that, that generates ideas and that generates um, a push to do things that are out of the ordinary. Because, it, like I said earlier, is in order to, to fund the kingdom, there has to be people that are willing to fund the kingdom. Yeah. You know, and then there's people, Absolutely. you know, and so if you create a, a uh, an eighth stream of income that people can get a part of and become a part of, it helps grow the church, it grows the ministry, and it grows people. And the bottom right. line, the bottom line of every church should be to grow people, you know, and to, to see souls come, come into the kingdom. And a lot of times, like, especially in today's age and, and the age that we're heading into, is you can reach a worldwide ministry, you, you can become a worldwide ministry from your living room. Right, right, right. See, and, and that's what's cool about this. So if you, I'm super visual. If I had a big whiteboard behind me, we'd be whiteboarding right now. <laughs> right on. Like, I, I, when I talk, I, I whiteboard with markers because <laughs> I, I just, that's how I work. But um, so if, if you look at a church as, as a, you know, yes, you have, you know, God the Father, you, know, you have Jesus, you have, you have it broken down, right? Yeah, yeah. You have Holy Spirit, you have your pastor leading, pastor has the, the ministry, you know, the, yeah, the fivefold operating. And then you have all the people, right? Right. And it's like, the, the, I'm not saying this is scripture or whatever, but if you look at it, like the people are like the foundation. Um, so to kind of put everything in a nutshell, let me see if I got this correct. To put everything in a nutshell is an eighth stream of income that actually creates a residual so the church can maintain function beyond the tithe. Right. And it's through its people. So if the people have the eight streams of income, when a pandemic comes, they're not affected because they have the eight streams of income keeping them afloat, which they're still able to tithe because of the income coming in more than your job, which the church still is able to function. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get to at the end, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I know you started talking about the, the 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 people being the foundation, and yes, if you look if you look at the, I don't want to say the word pyramid because people take that wrong. You know, right. um, I know enough to know that that's not maybe not the best term, but th this just jumped into my heart. Is if you have the top is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, then you have the pastor, and then you have his breakdown, whatever his breakdown is. And then you have the crowd, what, what I would call the crowd, you know, you the, the, the people that they're maybe not serving or they do serve a little bit or they're, they're a part, but they're more like a crowd. Right. And then the foundation of your church is God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy spirit. You have, you have a thorough, you have a throughput. So, yeah. so if you can imagine if God creates you to make income and to set these things out, it goes in through the crowd 
and then up to the pastor and it still continues on to God. So you end up with this throughput of finances that right. goes all the way through the church. So I kind of saw that picture. I don't know if, if I'm yeah, correct there. Like, oh, the people are the foundation yeah. of the church. Like, <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to say, you know. I'm just trying, but if you visually envision it, yeah. you know. So because, that's if you create people to be solid in their finances, and this is based off of the eight streams of income, uh -huh. office future, and then utilizing it. You, when a pandemic comes, like I said, when this pandemic came, I'm pretty good. I'm yeah. Not a, and it's, I'm able to still give into, and that's where I was like, man, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This whole pandemic was just a proving ground to what I've been receiving. Okay. And you're going, oh my gosh, it really does work. So nobody can tell me, how do you know it works? Well, I'm, I'm gonna show you. <laughs> well, high is living it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it, this. It, 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 it's real, it's like that part of the Bible that's being written right now, and you don't even know you're in it until yeah. you're later like, I was there. I was, you know, that that moment in time, I was right there, and I saw it work, and I saw it function, and and, and sometimes, you know, I don't, I know everybody says you you have to, you don't have to see to believe, but sometimes we have to feel it and see it to understand that it's actually functioning. Does that make yeah. sense to you? You know, because I, I don't think the Bible would talk about um, Thomas wanting to see Jesus put his put put his fingers if if there was if there if it wasn't an option. Right, right, yeah. You know, absolutely. So I think sometimes when, once you see, I've been doing all this stuff, because like this podcast, the the first yeah. one I did, I, I, one I, I I didn't have the proper equipment. I made it kind of duct tape and glue, you know, and yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, but I did the first one, and I sat and I sat with my wife and said, well, I did the first one. I can't stop now. Yeah. You know, and because that's my mindset. I started this. I don't want to end it. You know, I don't want it to be a one off. You know, and and now I sit here with you, my first guest. You know, and not just my first you guest. Really can't stop. You know, I, I can't. I didn't call you and say, "Hey, you want to be my guest?" You came to me and said, "I like what you're doing. I want to be your guest." Yeah, absolutely. And, and that struck me. Like, you have no idea how much that 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 impacted me, because it All made right. me it made me feel like maybe I am good at this. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and now I sit here with you on my TV. You know, going. This is happening right now, so I, I totally see, you know, with, with 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 your streams of income and the way you're functioning, and the pandemic makes you go, wow, I'm I'm in this right now and I'm doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's functioning, you know. So I think that's I think that's really kind of a, kind of a cool deal, you know, because now you can come out you can come at it with, it becomes part of your heart, it becomes part of your truth, and it becomes part of your reality, where you can say, no, you don't understand, this is functioning in my life, which means anybody else can do it. Yeah, and that's the way it is. When I saw your show, and what caught me first was your voice. Huh. I was like, "Why, thank you." Like, Rich has a great radio voice, man. Because I mean, I learned that because I used to work for a radio station. It was a local radio station, and they were like, "You don't have a radio voice." Okay. I think it might be that I have a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> Rich always got the jokes, man. I love it. I love it. But I, I just want to tell you, though, I really do appreciate it. That's why I was so like, uh, you know, I get to be an entrepreneur and I get to do what I want or what I find interesting or what I find fun. Like, I have to have fun in it to be able to do it. And that's why I was so eager. I was like, man, 100% Richard, and I'm talking about something. I was like, yeah, exactly, dude. You're talking about something. Like, let's just do it. And it's, it's fun. It's exciting. It's not just. You know, like, like I do a lot of stuff 
and some some things I do have to do for work. Right. Uh, man, but when I get to do what, what I want to do as an entrepreneur and just kind of like the Christian entrepreneur, that, that's what, you know, thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me be a guest on here. I appreciate it. I know you're going to grow. Like I said, if you ever need to holler at somebody in the business aspect or models, give me a call. Yeah, we, we, if I ever get monetized, I'm coming to you first. <laughs> yeah, right. we'll make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you will. I have no doubt you will, man. Right I, I, got, I got some ideas I can throw at you. All right. Because I, I, I've actually come to the decision that I actually want to do this for the rest of my life. So if I die, on top, of, if I die on top of the microphone, I'll be a happy man. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what you got to do, man. You got to just make that decision and go for it. And, yeah. and you learn along the way, man. And, uh, you got some great people that financed you. Got you the oh, equipment. You know, I, I, I can't. I got a phone call from a friend, you know, and said, you need to do. And I'm not good with criticism. This is how I know I'm probably going to be okay. Because he called and said, man, that sucked. This sucked. You got to try this. And I went. Uh, at first, I was like, Rrr, you know, kind of, yeah. you know, really, why, you know, I've just started. This is my first one. Why are you doing that? Yeah. And so he asked me to take pictures of my equipment. He asked me to do all kinds of stuff. And this was all out of the blue. I haven't seen this man for years you know Dude. and to just get a phone call i can help you make this better and i was like Whoa. you yeah, know exactly, man. <laughs> and then you know like like you said uh, uh, i i had an angel investor and it was not the federal government it wasn't the check you know it was <laughs> it was somebody else said hey i really i i think i i want to support you in this and see i'm in helps ministry that's that's my underlying i want to help people do stuff and, yeah, I, yeah. and I have a real hard time charging people. I have a hard time taking money from people because I just want to do it, you know. And you know. I know exactly what you mean, my man. <laughs> so, so that's that's my underlying ministry. And so I, you know, so 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 usually when somebody says, "Here's a check," I go, "Man, I'll take care of it on my own." Yeah. And I, and I don't receive it. But see, because I've learned giving and receiving, when they handed me that check, I went. I will gladly receive that, and I will put it in my bank account. And I went home and ordered my gear. You know, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so That's I, a great feeling. Yeah, so um, we're gonna. I'm gonna say a couple of things real quick, and then we'll shut down. And I'm gonna ask you to to do something with me. And uh, and uh, so um, do me a favor. Make sure to go to church on Sunday. If you get live church, go to live church. If uh, you go to church online, make sure to be a part of everything. Get in the comments. Take care of business and uh, be a part of church. And I want to thank Wahai right here. And we're going to say right on, right on together. Are you ready? One, two, three. Right on, right on. Right right on. on.